Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 216, the episode that almost wasn't. You see, folks... I did the work-ish, you know, whatever, what passes for work, preparing for this episode. And rather than posting it on our collective cognitive dissonance page, I posted that to my personal page and then wondered why Cecil had not yet read the stories. What do you mean by page? Do you mean Google Docs, Tom? Well, I like to think of that as a page, <laughs> sir. You're like my dad. It's just like, like everything. What is that, a page? What is that, huh? What is that, velvet? <laughs> Awesome. I've got it into emails. <laughs> Stick it into emails. You gotta put a stamp on Where it. Where is that in my net netscape? Where is that? <laughs> now what's the what's this button do? The thing with the pointy. What does that do? <laughs> do I click it two times or one time? <laughs> He's sitting there double clicking. Stop double clicking. Just stop double clicking. <laughs> Oh, no, he's triple-clicking. That doesn't do anything. You teach him one time how to double-click, and they double-click everything. Oh, my dad double-clicks everything. He's like, they're like double-clicking their unlock button to get in their car. Uh, he's like, clickety-click, click-click, click <laughs> My dad's super fast. Like, click And I'm like, don't click it. Don't, stop. Click it. Uh, do you ever hang out with, with your parents or-, or Parents, uh, yeah. Parents <laughs> are associated. I don't hang out with my parents anymore. Yeah. While they are on the computer searching for oh. something, you ever have them be like, oh, let me show you this thing from my vacation or whatever? No. Have you ever have you ever had that no. experience of sitting, standing yeah. behind My parents your... never went on any vacations, so <laughs> it's real easy. No. I stand behind my dad sometimes while he's operating oh. the computer. And I'm just like, it's like, it, I mean, it's gritting your teeth. It's so bad. It's... So I teach people how to do technology, and the very best thing you can do is when they're trying to teach them how to do something and they start to do it wrong, the first thing you say is, can I drive for a second? And then you just you root them out of their seat and then you show <laughs> them how to do it. And you do it as immediately because if you don't, you will grind your teeth down to nubs is what will happen. The best is when, when my dad and I were planning a fishing trip. Oh. <laughs> and I, I was like, he's like, well, how are we going to find you know the outfitter to go through and whatever? And I'm like, well, we'll just we'll start with Google, man. We'll just start looking. We'll find some reviews. I'm like, this will be no problem. And I'm thinking the same thing. Like, I'm going to sit. I'm going to drive. You're going to hunch over my – but he sits in that chair, and he clicks every ad and every <laughs> banner. And it's just like if it was shaped like a fish, we were clicking oh. on it. I'm just like we're going to fucking end up like in a fucking Walmart 
in the Ozarks. <laughs> either if that, I don't get in front of this computer. Either that, or here. his computer is gonna light on fire in like thirty I know, seconds. Riley right? like, has like all the yeah. viruses. Well, boys and girls, put your hand up if you've heard of the word evolution. Oh boy, I think just about everyone puts their hands up. So this first story comes from uh, the Inquisitor, or is it the Inquisitor? Just Inquisitor. I guess it's just Inquisitor. Ken Ham, black and white twins prove evolution is a lie. There are two races, the saved and the unsaved. <laughs> so is the black one the unsaved one? <laughs> I know, right? I It's so funny because when you read that, you can't help... You can't help but think about, at least for me, I was like, well, isn't that what the Mormons yeah. thought? Because <laughs> did the Mormons think that the, 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 the black folks yeah. were black because it was like the mark of Cain maybe, or something? Maybe he thinks that if there's a black and a white twin, that one of them is like the father's and the other one is put there by God. There you go. It's the one of them was uh, the one of them was immaculate conception, yeah. and the other was Maury Povich. They, they conception. had no idea that God was black. They're just like <laughs> a, we had no idea. <laughs> wow, that's startling! In startling news, God's black and somewhat confused yeah. <laughs> when looking around at the present state. Like, hey, is he's he's confusing like species? I think he's totally confusing species with race, which is. I mean, it tells you a lot about how he views yeah. race, right? Um, it's He's crazy because what he says, he says, as we pointed out before, there are other examples of families having twins with different skin shades. Um, and, and it's like, well, why would that even be surprising to anybody? You've got two eggs if they're – I mean, right. why would that even right. be – it? It would be unusual, yes, but it would not be like, wow, how could that happen? Anyway, he says – these families illustrate that we really are only one race. Okay, well, yes, I agree with that. Now, evolution is where he goes off the train. Now, evolutionary ideas about the past predicted that there would be different races as different groups evolved at different times. No. There were three species of man that that sort of evolved into us. There was uh, the Neanderthals. There was the Homo sapiens, which is what eventually we became. And then there's another one called the Denisovian, I think is how it's pronounced. And they were the ones from Asia. So there was like the Asian group, the European group, and the African group. And the African group was the one that actually wound up surviving, and the other two didn't. So there was actually and, – and we actually interbreeded with them. So like there was some interbreeding that was going on between the two, the three groups. Uh, they found DNA of the, uh, the Denisovian ones in Asian – some Asian people. So they found DNA that matched that. So there has been – Inner inner breed. It just happened a long time ago, like sure, a really right? long time ago. What he wants to do is demonize evolution because he says here he says evolution is inherently a racist philosophy. He's trying to go out of his way to say that there's you know there's racism inherent in this and God is love and the creationist ideas those are all like fucking inclusiveness and loving and whatever and there's no racial. Uh, there's no there's no racism present. So he's trying to demonize it um, to try to make it look like his ideas are superior. But the thing is, is he doesn't understand what race means. I do like that he says that uh, it kind of came from the Tower of Babel. Like that's where he gets that's where he gets his ideas about how different uh, to explain variations, you know, uh, superficial variations in human appearance, which is really all that that race is. He says, God judged their disobedience by confusing their languages. This forced mankind to spread out and fill the earth. Why would it just force them to learn each other's languages? Yeah. 
because we're lazy. Wouldn't that be easier? Well, we're inherently like, lazy. Wouldn't it be a lot? Seriously, did you try to take fucking Spanish when you were in high school? That shit sucks. <laughs> That's boring, man. What are they all American? Gosh. They're just like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not learning another oh, language. Gosh. As long as I could say gordita in Spanish, I'm fine. <laughs> Allah Akbar Just little Allah. Thank you, Chicago. Well, get your sightseeing done now. Uh, or actually not now, because I wouldn't go to Egypt if you put a fucking gun to my head. This story is from Syracuse. ISIS wants Egypt's pyramids and the Sphinx destroyed. Leader calls it religious duty. Can can you smell that? That's religious duty, Tom. <laughs> it's religious duty. And it does stink, yeah. doesn't it? Man. So, you know, another Islamist cleric, shocker, right, issued a fatwa calling on the uh, ISIS militants to destroy the Sphinx and the pyramids. Uh, you know, I think what they're obviously doing at this point is just saying they're trying to do as much incendiary, crazy, flamboyant shit. They're like... They're like the Islamist versions of an armed Ann Coulter. Yeah. Like all Right, of yeah, they're just provocateurs just, with guns. Right, right. Just constantly like, what What other crazy shit can we do? <laughs> I know, let's blow up the pyramids. Those have been up for thousands of years. They're literally the only thing worth going to Egypt for. <laughs> let's blow them up, Padoon. <laughs> now nobody's going to Egypt. What do they think? Do God is like a dog owner, and they're like dogs. And the owner to show how you tear, you you love him, you got to tear up his shoes. Like, is that, <laughs> is that how this works? The only reason you destroy some historical landmarks or history like this is because your ideology is so fucking lame that you're afraid that any of your followers hear any alternatives. It doesn't matter what the alternative is, any alternative theory, they're going to reject you. So you're afraid of history. You're afraid of anybody looking back or looking around at other things. You just want to fucking put blinders on people. That's the only reason you do this shit. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it, because they look at this and they say, man, this, the presence of these pyramids directly contradicts, like, it was people had ideas about how the world worked and, you know, like gods and goddesses and, and they yeah. had, and, and, now we don't believe that, but if if that's the case, I can't write history. Yeah, and what I want to do is when I'm when I'm weaving this narrative, as much as I want to write the present, I really need to also control the narrative of the past. This is super inconvenient. I really am having yeah. a hard time squaring this. So let's just level it. Never mind that it's a you know like literally like I said, it's the only thing worth going to Egypt for. That's it. Like, what else is there? Like, come for the sand. Yeah, you know. I, Stay for the sand. No, I got to be honest. I just, I've seen pictures of them. Like, I'm fine. I don't really need to go. <laughs> I'm good. You know, I honestly, up until all the fucking crazy madness in the last 10 years or so, I had always had Egypt on my bucket list. I had always wanted to go and see the pyramids. I just thought it would just be this incredible thing to go and see something that was built so many thousands of years ago. And, I mean, just think about how much it's withstood over the course sure. of all those centuries. It's just kind of, I don't know, I, I get a sense of awe from it. Uh, so that's definitely time now to just fucking bulldoze them or blow them up. With You're something. not going to do it, though. They say this every couple years. We've been doing this podcast now 
And how many times have they said to do it? Well, I know, but you know, I, I will say that if anyone was going to do it, ISIS might. Now, in previous incarnations of the fucking wackadoos, because um, they've been the, the militant Islamists, you're right, have been destroying priceless artifacts sure, for but years. lesser priceless artifacts. So they're not like fucking. They're not right. destroying. I don't mean to. I guess I don't mean to degrade other artifacts from other cultures as as less than just less iconic is what I mean. So they haven't yeah. they, they they you know they're they're destroying like some Buddhist statues and some stuff that's happening like some older stuff that was in Iraq recently they were fucking smashing shit over there but it's lesser known stuff. This is straight supervillain territory. It totally is. They need a mountain you know, with a laser. That's the thing. They they like this is this is this is like syndrome from the Incredibles, yeah. right? Yeah. Like this is no it's it's like stealing the moon yeah. at some point. You're just like Cobra Commander. You're just like they like these guys are running around like pew 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 yeah. firing lasers yeah. at each yeah, other. It's blue laser versus red laser, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah just like somebody is one point is gonna ask for one million dollars, you know. <laughs> ISIS has a tank full of sharks with laser yeah. beams. We're fucked. Now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So this next story comes from Spokesman.com. Idaho House wants judges who rule for gay marriage impeached. And I just want him to buy a better tie. <laughs> Look at that thing. That tie looks like a cheap Indian casino. It does. You know, it, it looks actually like, looks like a bingo card you would get at a cheap Indian casino. Cheap Indian casino. It's crazy looking. Where would you even buy such a fucking monstrosity? <laughs> I've seen hangman's nooses that were a better accompaniment to a man's attire. What's crazy to me, Tom, is somebody here, it says Representative uh, John McCrosty is a Democrat from Boise who's gay. A Democrat from Boise is gay. And he's like, yeah, fucking this bill sucks. And they're all just, and they lost. They lost, specifically lost. It says in here, uh, I think somehow, someday, we got to take a stand. Uh, you can't say an immoral behavior, according to God's word, what we've all been taught since the beginning. It's something that's just, and that's really what this is all about. We better uphold our Christian morals. As an example, how about fornication, adultery, and other issues? How much you fucking mind your own business about who does what with who? Yeah. You fucking goofballs. And the, the idea that they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to impeach judges that do a thing. It's you know why this is a non-binding memorial to Congress? Because it's a meaningless attempt to be relevant in Idaho, right? Why? Well, and look at exactly what he says here. He says you can't say an immoral behavior according to God's word. And you're like God's word. Well, there it is. Yeah. Some people in this country don't prescribe to God's word. So let God worry about any sort of weird punishments he has for the fucking fetishization of sex by other people. And you worry about yourself, and if you think there's some sort of weird reward you're going to get because you didn't have sex with another man while you were alive and you happen to be a man, great. Enjoy your fucking made-up reward in heaven. But other people don't believe that, and they should be able to do the things they want to do in during their fucking lifetime 
And you shouldn't have to fucking inflict those laws on other human beings that your God is going to punish them for anyway. It's it's funny because it's the only crime I can think of, and, I, and I'm sure there are more, but it's the only one I can think of, the supposed crime of homosexuality. It's not obviously actually a crime. Where nobody in the situation, everybody's worked up like this. Ah, we're worked up. It's a bad thing. Blah. But there's no harm. You can you can't possibly. As long as there's two consenting adults, it's not like stealing, right? Stealing, it's pretty easy. Uh, I took your shit. You have less shit. I have your shit. It's pretty easy to see where the victim is, right? Um, murder, super easy. Even adultery, okay, fine. You know, I can I can understand. I can understand from your book kind of how that works, but homosexuality is kind of in a weird category where it's like everybody was fine with it except you. You're this weird outside party that doesn't want it to happen. You know, I think yeah. I think some people would say that, you know, drugs in some ways are like that, that there's drugs like like smoking pot, let's say that nobody's hurt. Nobody's injured by this. There's this. Weird sense that we've got to regulate how you handle your own life. So, stories from The Guardian Afghan woman killed by mob in Kabul. Was innocent, says investigator. Uh, and I read that and I thought, because there were, there were, this story is kind of all over the place. So there's a woman who was killed by an angry mob um, right in front of the police um, and an Afghan in, in Kabul. So that's like, that's fucking the capital of, of Afghanistan. Um, and allegedly she burned a copy of the Koran. That's, so that's what she supposedly did. And then. You know, they the crowd fucking flipped out and they beat this woman to death and they set her on fire and just, I mean, they just responded like barbarians. Um, and they investigated and they found, oh, she didn't even, didn't even burn the Koran, didn't even do it. And I thought, who fucking cares? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like the least, who cares if she had, would it have justified beating her to death and setting her on Clearly fire? Clearly it would have if they fucking did the investigation, right? Right, I mean that's that's what you investigated. I can't even believe that that's the focus of an investigation. Hang on a minute. Let's see if she did. Let's not find the motherfucking people who beat this human being to death for violating a book. Yeah. Let's see if she really violated the book first, because if so, then clearly it's yeah. cool to be attacked. And sure, beaten. because then then you get a chance to say, well, you know, she was beaten, but she did burn a Quran. Like, who gives a shit? Right? It's a fucking thing, you know? And even if it was, like, something that, like, if somebody, like, came in and was like, hey, that thing that your fucking grandma gave you and now she's dead and it's the only thing you have to remember her by, burned it. I'd be like, ah, that super sucks. Could you imagine going to court in the United States after killing someone for doing that? You think you'd get any leniency if they, if they burned... The only picture you had of, say, like your grandpa. You think you'd be like, oh, man, they burned the only picture I had of my grandpa and I killed him for it. Oh, well, you're just going to be spending a lot of time in prison, sir. You know, and here's the other crazy thing. Do you know what this woman's job was? She's a teacher of Islamic studies. This is a person who teaches this shit. 
She didn't do shit. Like, what actually happened here is she was just a person who existed in the world. Yeah. That's it. And she was attacked by a mob of lunatics. The problem is that the United States somehow encouraged them to kill that person over the over the Quran somehow. I don't know how, but we'll figure out how. It has to be something with American imperialism in Afghanistan. Tom, help me out. Let's figure it out. That's it. I think, you know, he, here's the thing. If if American aggression had not so destabilized the region that the region itself was a powder keg ready to ignite at any moment, then the flames set to the mythical Quran could not have lit the gunpowder fuse that was the mob's anger. Wow. I hadn't considered that. So, clearly, Cecil, if you simply Man. take the time and effort to track back these events, Man. if you just look at this as a scenario where a woman was beaten to death with sticks by a mob yeah. for the crime of burning a holy yeah. book that didn't even happen, then it looks really bad. Yeah. But you've got to think, how is this America's right, first? Right. And, and you did a good job there, Rezra. Thank you. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks. I feel, like <laughs> a, I feel filthy from having oh, to do that. God. If I could still squeeze into a, a human-shaped shower, I would have to clean myself off. This is not an indictment of all Muslims, right? No. all Muslims don't think this way, clearly. Most don't, it's most I don't. Think. Yeah. The problem is, is that you put too much emphasis on a holy book. And you put too much emphasis on it, and people will start to revere it. And if you do anything to it, or not do anything to it, it turns out, they will kill you for it. That's not a fucking good. There's nothing good that can come of that. Well, and, you know, from this article, it just says that um, a, a prominent cleric asserted that the men had a right to defend their Muslim beliefs at any cost. So he was, he was praising these actions. But I actually had also read from a different article I didn't post um, that that another cleric had spoken up and said that they shouldn't even investigate this, that the, the police had no right to investigate this because this existed. This was a a revenge or, or a, uh, you know, retribution for a crime against Islam. And the state had no jurisdiction. Well, that and so yeah. there are people who actually sure. think that yeah. there are people who actually think we don't even need to find out what's true. It's not even relevant. Like, truth is such a meaningless concept within this religious framework yeah. that when this sort of thing happens, we don't even need to try to find out what happened. It's cool as long as you said, for Islam, and then you beat a woman to death. And you know, there, it doesn't mean that there aren't groups of people in this country that, uh, you know, that I have sympathy for. I do. And there are kids that were brought into this country by their parents unknowing that they were breaking the law. And they will say to me and others who defend the rule of law, we have to do something about the 11 million. And some of them are valedictorians. Well, my answer to that is, and by the way, their parents brought them in. It wasn't their fault. It's true in some cases, but they aren't all valedictorians. They weren't all brought in by their parents. Uh, for everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another hundred out there that um, they weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. This story comes from the Raw story. Brian Fisher, Satan tricked Megyn Kelly into calling Bobby Jindal out on immigration. Um, this is pretty funny. So Brian Fisher got all fucking worked up because... Uh, Fox News host Megyn Kelly, she got into a disagreement between with with uh, Bobby Jindal 
um, and was talking about uh, whether or not people should be allowed to enter the country if they were Islamists. And she actually had some decent points. She said, who decides how far into Sharia law you have to be? Who decides who's a radical Islamist and who's just an Islamist? Those are legitimate sure. questions. If you're going to create a policy that prevents radical Islamists from entering the country, you have to be able to answer those questions. Yeah. If you can't answer those questions, you can't develop a policy. Um, and it's amazing because Brian Fisher was so offended by that. Well, hold on now. The, a caller called in first, and then he had a conversation with the caller, and then he was offended by it and said some things. But let's listen to what had Brian Fisher had to say. This is Brian Fisher from the American Family thing. It's his uh, his show, whatever Brian Fisher's show is called. The exchange you were having, uh, sharing with Bobby Jindal and Megan Kelly, is a typical frustration to me where people who should be on the same page don't seem to be able to align on things that ought to be understood as self-evident. Are you talking about the and, fact and that I, Megan Megan Kelly doesn't line up with Bobby Jindal on that, and that's ought to be a no-brainer? Right. Yeah. And, and how how many times do you see that scenario? Well, you know, it's pretty alarming if you think about it, Jim, where you've got somebody that's as bright and capable and influential as Megyn Kelly. You know, she's the second most watched cable news host, only behind Bill O'Reilly, and she's actually given him a run for his money. So she has great influence in the conservative world, and, and she does she just simply does not get it with regard to the danger of Islamic immigration, and she doesn't seem to get the fact that Congress can set the rules for immigration. If they want to prohibit people who are fans of Sharia law from coming into America, they have every right to do it. How do they do it, though? Yeah, she wasn't even saying, she wasn't saying, let's not do this. I mean, what she was saying was she was posing were legitimate questions regarding how, if you're going to do it, how would you even do it? Those are legitimate questions. Yeah. <laughs> They're good questions. They're the questions that strike at the heart of the insanity, because it's really easy to say shit, right? Yeah. It's really easy to say shit like, well, we just shouldn't let any radical Islamists in. Okay, fine. You know, that's like saying like, well, we should have a law that says don't be a terrorist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you fucking, you nailed that one. But wow. Fucking. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. And then we won't have any terrorists. <laughs> There's a law that says you can't have any terrorists. the law, then. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, you dig just a little bit deeper, just a hair deeper, and say, okay, well, if we pass a law, guys, we have to be able to, you know, know some stuff. <laughs> And all of a sudden, that is interpreted as being uh, satanic. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer first, but it, it gets satanic a little later. Well, I, I've just experienced that myself, where people should be able to connect, and they don't. And it's a phenomenon, I think, that is almost, uh, I don't even think almost, I think it's of biblical proportions. I believe it's a product of the judgments and cursings on the land of our inability to connect on things that have to do with our mutual interest in dealing with practical problems in a commonsensible way. We don't seem to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, and you know what you're talking about, Jim? You know, as, as we start to talk about that, because I agree with you, 
You know, the apostle talks in 2 Corinthians 4 about the God of this world who has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. Now, by the God of this world, he's referring, obviously, to the supernatural being that's referred to in the Bible as Satan, the adversary, a powerful, evil, supernatural being that opposes the work and the power of God. And what Paul says is that being has the capacity supernaturally to oh fool my. people. <laughs> I can't. It's like a, he's a fool. He's like has one of those little jester caps on and he juggles, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, a scary devil. Ah! And, and this is it? So hang on, because the devil is able to to fucking wedge his way into Megyn Kelly's mind. Yeah. And all he does with his mind control ability is get her to ask a couple of questions to Bobby Jindal on Fox News. Well, he, he explains how there's like there's like another 25 seconds. I'm going to play it. He explains it a little bit, but it doesn't make any more sense. So I'm going to give him a chance to finish it out. Well, supernaturally to deceive people. He can blind the eyes of people to the plain and honest truth. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I think we have got to be people of prayer, because that's the only thing that's going to break the power of the God of this age and his ability to blind people is the power of prayer. That is a spiritual problem. People that are blinded to truth that ought to be evident to them. And we look at it and say, why don't they see it? How can they not see it? Well, part of the issue is they are being subject to a blindness and they're not even aware that their eyes have been blinded. And that's why we need to continue to be people of prayer as well as engage our culture in every other way. So what he's saying is... Yeah, you got it. You got to fucking translate he's that. Saying, I don't speak fucking retard. <laughs> Tom, you can't say retard. It's people with retardism. Oh, What's sorry. With you? right. <laughs> it's so fucking rude. God. I'm terrible. Okay, so what this person with retardism is saying is he's saying it's even more weak sauce than you had explained earlier. It's not that he's able to manipulate Megyn Kelly into asking a few very simple questions about the practicality of letting people in the country or not letting people in the country based on their former allegiances. What he's saying is that somehow Satan can do the Jedi mind trick on people and make them forget about droids, I think is what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Or that they're really not that, he, that that not that they forget about droids, but that they forget that these are the particular ones that they are looking for. I think is what he's saying. That's yeah. <laughs> so so Satan puts the blinders on, right? Us so we can't see. Well, are there not are there not better people like more? If I want to create maximum carnage and destruction, why wouldn't you put the blinders on, like? The president, or you know, like, well, I mean, I mean, this is it. Now. I guess they yeah, would say he, would he has, say, right? yeah, he has it. And it really is. It's a clever system that they have because if you have a different opinion, they'll just say you're blinded supernaturally, and they don't have to argue with you in any substantive way. They could just say, oh. Well, you're blinded supernaturally. You don't. You just can't see what is perfectly obvious. And you say, well, no. I'm just asking a few very simple questions about logistics, and they say, "Oh, well, that's because you're blind." And I, I got to speak to this issue too of like let's let's not let the the radical Islamists in the country. I just if I I just wouldn't tell you I was a radical Islamist. I know. How hard is it? I guess you right? got to background check me, but but it's a belief. At the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, Islam is a belief and how far you are on that spectrum is a belief. You can't see it. There's no test. It's not like you can do a fucking, they can't draw your blood and see, oh, no, you know, a hard line Islam. got too many I mean, Islamist midichlorians. <laughs> right? How would you even do this? It's This is seriously as stupid as saying like, well, we don't let terrorists in. It's a, It's so stupid. It's a dumb fucking law proposed by idiots. <laughs> well, how would you do I it? No, don't ask I'm me. I'm so mad about it. How would you fucking do I don't it? Know. Podcasters, they live in squalor, destitute and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone. They suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. In the arms of the angel, fly away from here, from this But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered, as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash pod. Day, make a pledge and help these poor innocent creatures lead a life worth living god it's a, this story is from the raw story this is so goofy too students banned from watching solar eclipse due to religious and cultural reasons so in london um some school children were uh, prevented from observing the solar eclipse um, now they were allowed to watch it on TV, but they had to come back inside. They were only allowed watch to watch it TV. from a television um, because uh, the, of religious and cultural reasons. Um, specifically, uh, some Hindu scriptures state that an eclipse makes their believers impure. And fundamentalists say uh, believers must bathe after the eclipse and chant the name of God. To overcome the forces of darkness. Do they have to do it at the same time? Like, they have to sit in the bath and chant the name of God? That's... Because that's... <laughs> that's weird. That's like some Silent Hill shit. That's all I'm saying. Right? Just <laughs> rocking back and forth. I, I love the idea that here we are in 2015, and we know exactly what an eclipse is, yeah. <laughs> and we know why they happen, and we can predict way ahead of time right, when they're right. going to happen sure. with exactitude, sure. with amazing precision. And yet still, <laughs> there are children who are like, no, 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 don't go outside and see the, the sun is going to be eaten by the great spirit of darkness or whatever fucking gobbledygook nonsense. We know exactly what's happening. The light that emanates from the motherfucking sun 93 million miles from the earth is briefly interrupted by the intersection of another fucking planetary body. 
That is the thing that is happening. <laughs> and instead, it's like, oh, now you're impure. Impure? What the fuck are you talking about, impure? <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. It, it makes oh. so little sense that the parents who were outraged said, what is this, America? <laughs> It says, we'll be like mid-America. They were specifically <laughs> referring to, like, right here. Like, down the street is what they were like, referring they, they to. Were, they were talking about my yeah. actual house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents were like, hey, oh, man, sorry. we Wait, spent hold all on, this hold on. time. Not America, the United States. Sorry. <laughs> the United yeah. States, right. Yeah, yeah, we got corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're using a common shorthand, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the reason why we refer to this as America? Because we're the only important part of it. <laughs> That's why. If somebody from Peru was like, yeah, I'm American, people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Get the fuck back to Peru, <laughs> you fucking goddamn, what are you, an Islamist? <laughs> Check him, maybe he's smuggling in a Machu Picchu. <laughs> Check his pockets for Machu Picchu. Look for one of those pinhole cameras. Is he going to take a picture of the solar eclipse? <laughs> God damn it, you'll make us all impure. <laughs> we'll have to bathe and chant God or whatever. <laughs> gobbledygook nonsense. Oh, that's amazing. Could you imagine if your kid came home from school and said some fucking crazy sh- I would be that would be like the teacher canceling class cuz a black cat walked through it. I know. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly it to be like, how was school today? We didn't have science cuz they broke a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> fucking what? What do you want to do bad luck science? Duh, dad. <laughs> God, get with it, dad. Jeez. All right, if you excuse me, I got to go take a shower. Yeah, I'd chant God. That's ridiculous. You, you don't know nothing. Yeah. You know nothing, know it all. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we speak that. so mean it's from news.com.au st mary's cathedral in san francisco installs a watering system to deter the homeless uh so evidently st mary's cathedral had an issue um with homeless people sleeping in the alcove and they figured they would solve that problem by installing a watering system that just sprays water in the alcove um for uh, about a minute every half hour or so so that if you did happen to be a homeless person taking shelter within the alcove of the church, you would now be a wet and cold <laughs> homeless person with no shelter. Unless you're tired, you're cold, you're hungry, you're wet. And, they, you know, it's funny because it says the sprinkler system was installed after other ideas were tried and failed. The idea was not to remove those persons, but to encourage them to relocate to other areas of the cathedral, which are protected and safer. So so hang on a minute. So there's other areas, and that's nice. There's other areas that are more protected and safer, and I, I like that they're kind of looking out. 
But did you have to soak down the homeless people? This strikes me as a failure of imagination. (laughs) And the other part, did it have like one of those big car wash dryers for these fucking (laughs) soak? (laughs) They're like beard is flapping in the wind. (laughs) You know, we got to take care of these people somehow. These are fucking homeless people. We got to figure out a way to take care of them, not fucking spray them down with the hose when they come near you like a fucking disobedient dog. He gets sprayed down with a hose on a cold day? Yeah, it's every day in fucking San Francisco is cold. That could go from being mildly inconvenient to seriously life-threatening. You get hypothermia pretty fucking quick when you get hosed down. It's like they're like, oh, I got hosed down. Let me go home and change. They're homeless. They were sleeping in an alcove. Like, this is it. This was, they weren't, it wasn't just that this seemed like, like the hipster place to lay your head, you know, got a, and then, you know, some, somebody on our uh, Facebook page posted something like, well, some businesses put spikes out. I'm just like, well, that's even worse. (laughs) Like you didn't fix the problem. It'd be like saying like, well, and some people shoot them with flamethrowers. Like, well, they're fucking people. Yeah, San Francisco weather averages, I'm looking at them right now. The highest temperature of the year is in September. That's the highest average temp, and it's 70 degrees. Every other time of the year, the lowest, it's 57. Every other one is in the 60s. So two months out of the year, it's in the 50s. One month, it's in the 70s, and that's actually 70 at average. And then it's 60s the rest of the year. That's not comfortable to be wet and in the 60-degree temperature range. And then there's always the photos that you see everywhere with the, the flies landing on his face. You know, I can show, show you in the codes where he's got a strong connection to the Lord of the Flies, Beelzebub. Well, I call him Beelzebub because yeah. he had those yeah. flies stuck to his lip. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Rick Wiles warns Christians they have a year to get out. Before Obama destroys America. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. At least they have a year. Well, yeah. Let's hear, let's hear what Rick Wiles has to say. This is from his show. Uh, I don't even know. Kooky America or whatever he calls it. End Times Radio, I think is what it's called or something. Anyway, here it is. Um, this is Rick Wiles. I prophetically told the Syrian Christians over this radio program in 2011 to flee the country. Yeah, all those Syrian Christians who listen to you. <laughs> Man, the fucking one of them. Jeez. I repeatedly warned them via this radio program to get out of the country because Obama would destroy it, and eventually Damascus would be leveled to the ground according to Bible prophecy. And if you would listen to those 2011 programs, you would hear me say that I was certain the Holy Spirit was speaking to the Christians in Syria to flee while they could still do it. I'm going to say this to American Christians. Your time to flee America, which is now Babylon, is quickly disappearing. Obama will destroy this nation, too. Where are you going to go? <laughs> yeah, you don't have any support not... structure outside of the country? But, you know, what I, what I really think, Cecil, is that people don't know, like, I think they understand that we get to control who immigrates here. I don't think that they understand that other countries get to decide they don't want Americans. I think they would be very surprised. I think a lot of these people would be very surprised to find out that their entitled American ass 
can't just swing over to Canada and be like, knock, knock, I live here now. Yeah, I, I remember there was a friend of ours who who had a real hard time trying to go to France. Yeah. I mean, just like yeah. they wanted to go to France and they couldn't. They just couldn't because yeah. they're just, sorry, we don't need you. <laughs> right? Like other countries get to decide who lives in their country too. That's not uniquely yeah. American. <laughs> <laughs> we like to think and, it is though, damn it. Right. And we got 370 million people here. The majority of them are Christian. Let's call that, you know, roughly 80% are are Christian here in the country. Maybe maybe it's a little less. What do you think? Maybe Yeah, I think it's probably in the 70s probably now. Maybe 70%. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're talking about 259 million people that all of a sudden have to do what? Like they're all just going to buy one-way tickets to to where? Where would they go? Oh, I got to get out. Where are, you, where are you headed? I don't know. Uh, that was my only plan. Rick Wiles said to go out of oh. the country. So I'm going to take that back because I just, I just did a Google search. 83% of Americans identify themselves as Christian. The rest. Is it really? Most of the rest, 13% have no religion. That just leaves 4% as adherents of other non-Christian religions combined. Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, and a smattering of other individual mentions. Wow. 83%. Yeah. So 307 million Americans identify as Christian, but they all got to leave, Cecil. Wow. They just got to go. They all got to leave. Well, I mean, Rick Wiles, he's just just looking out for him. Here's a little more. He is a man of destruction, darkness, and evil. There may be a year remaining in which you can get out and save your family. I'm convinced the Luciferian Illuminatus who control this country. (laughs) What? Is that a, is like a robot? Is that like a Voltron robot? The Luciferian Illuminatus? We're still doing the Illuminati thing? Is it like 1986 again? The Luciferian Illuminatus sounds like a steampunk robot, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> Instead of Voltron, which is like fucking cat robots that turn into a big, giant, fucking human-type robot, it's like five stagecoaches that go together. <laughs> But it's 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 all like gears and shit. It's got a beating human heart. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's it's powered exclusively by like old timey yeah. windy watches. Yeah, and when it transforms, it looks like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> the Luciferian Illuminatus. It's fucking awesome. What a jag off. We'll dismantle it over the next two years, and the Phoenix will ascend to replace the old constitutional republic. What the Phoenix? Fucking the fuck! Nobody even lives in Phoenix. What are you kidding me? <laughs> the, the fucking shithole in the time. middle of the desert. Fucking dry heat my ass. It's like a fucking hundred twenty degrees. <laughs> Not dry heat. Who are you fucking kidding with that? <laughs> do you do you think do you think this guy believes this gob this garbage? Oh, Tom, I absolutely do. Let me play this next clip for you. You've got to hear this next thing. My staff has been working on and off quite some time between projects projects to digitize and categorize the thousands of radio programs I've recorded since the 1990s. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on. He has a staff? (laughs) He has a staff? There are people that wake up in the morning and are like, I gotta go work for Rick Wiles. Oh, man. I question all of my life decisions. (laughs) There's... I would you know, rather work in human sex trafficking than right? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'd rather I'd rather be in the fucking untouchable cast in India. Yeah. I would rather actually <laughs> sift through human garbage in Ecuador. Yeah. Than yeah. be fucking working for Rick Wiles. You you have to wonder like you know, everybody starts off, like all people start off <laughs> like as these like little squeezy yeah. babies, you know, full of potential, and then some of them grow up to be staffers for Rick Wiles. Oh my gosh. And there is a life path along that <laughs> chain. <laughs> that at some point you have to just stop and say, My God, you've made so many bad decisions that have led you here. Because that's not just one bad call. That's not a bad Craigslist ad that you answered. That's not like meth not even once. Like, that's even worse than that. One thing they often say to me is, Rick, when we listen to your old programs, it sounds like you today. Your message hasn't changed. And that's true. I would say, however, there is one change. I no longer think the American people will repent and turn to God before a horrific calamity strikes the nation. In fact, I now believe they are taunting God, daring him to do something. In 2010, the Holy Spirit told me that a black ubiquitous membrane would descend over America and suffocate the people. <laughs> what is he saying? Well, no, I this mean, this is a Cthulhu yeah, reference. A, a black ubiquitous membrane, also known as Barack Obama. <laughs> freedom would be taken away the tuesday night of november 6 2012 was creepy when it was announced on television that barack obama had been re-elected i saw in my spirit a wicked evil dark vapor spreading across america the fuck up what is he even saying? What is he saying right now? This is a man with an audience. Who is listening to this guy? You can literally say anything. Uh, dude, your wife farted. That's all that happened. <laughs> She's not going to admit it to you, but she did. Right. She's trying to blame it on the dog or Barack Obama. I know it's people think it's like an urban legend, but women really can pass gas. That's a real thing. It actually happens. I got on my knees and I asked God. How and why Obama was reelected. <laughs> why, God? Why? 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 Did, how did this happen? And God came down and he explained to me the Electoral College. <laughs> <laughs> he also explained that Mitt Romney had no fucking chance in hell. <laughs> and his reply came immediately. The tares now outnumber the wheat. It's just that simple. It's math. Oh, good. It's just that simple. Yeah. Glad. Oh, good. So God came down. I asked God a simple and direct question, and God came down with a meaningless cryptic answer. And I thought, <laughs> what the fuck? Just once, God. Just fucking once. Couldn't you answer the goddamn question? The scales have tipped in favor of wickedness. America now has more people who reject God and his ways and his commandments then love him and obey him. Wait, wait, hold on. Did we just say there was like 84% Christians in America? <laughs> That's most. That's most. That's, the thing is that, that most of them are uh, blinded Christians like Megyn Kelly. And so Satan has put oh, blinders yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah. And so then that's that's why they are evil. And so they're not going to be the ones who get on the fucking Haitian life rafts. Yeah. And fucking ditch America. <laughs> like fucking... Pole push themselves to another place <laughs> like fucking gondolas in fucking Venice, right? Where are we gonna go? That's awesome. Yeah, it's I, awesome too because, like, where would Americans go? Yeah. 
uh, everywhere they go, they'd be like, wait, fucking you have universal health care? Shit. <laughs> I'm going back to America. I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to say, though, the whole black ubiquitous membrane thing just strikes me of like schizophrenia or something. Like, that's like a weird... When he's like, I got on my knees and I saw this fucking blackness come across the United States. And he's like talking about like an actual thing. That's some scary, like, that's some scary shit that a person who has an audience thinks that. And other people don't think that that's like committable. Well, and I'm asking this honestly. How much of this is your, I've never, I've never prayed and thought I got an answer. Have you ever prayed and thought you got an answer? No. Never. Not when I not, really, not while I was a believer, no. I would really love to hear from a from a listener who prayed and thought they got an answer. And I'm not talking like I prayed and later something coincidentally occurred. But I'm talking like an answer answer. Like a vision or like a words or something. Because I actually, I don't really understand. I really don't. I don't understand how that works. If we get enough of those, I'll make a whole segment out of it. So leave a message uh, for us. You can call us up at 740-74-DOUBT. And uh, you can leave a message. And uh, and you can leave a message for us. And we'll make a whole segment out of it. If there's a bunch of people who leave them, if just one person leaves them, we might just put it in the front of the show. But if a bunch of people leave messages and say that they actually had some sort of, like they prayed and there was an actual thing that happened, I'd be interested to hear about that too, Tom. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't really, I guess I don't understand. Is it an actual voice you think you hear? Or are you just, how much of it is just your imagination running wild yeah. and then you decide to ascribe that to, to I don't, I don't, I don't even understand the mechanics of it, I guess is what I'm saying. So I'd be very interested in hearing about it because when when you say that, I just sort of don't believe him. I just think he's lying to make up a cool story. And then eventually I think, you know, people are really good at believing their own bullshit. And part of me thinks that you just make it up and then you just decide to believe it. Okay. All right. That's, a, that's less it. alarming. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, that's less alarming though. Well, it's terribly alarming. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, well, it's, a, it's more alarming. My, my version's a lot more alarming than your version. Your version makes sense. Your version, I think, makes more sense than my version. It's one or the other, though, because either he thinks he saw it, because it didn't fucking happen, because nobody else fucking reported a black fucking ubiquitous right. membrane. <laughs> nobody reported that except for this guy. So, beep, it, beep, beep, so beep, either... Beep, beep, beep. And another news, yeah. a black ubiquitous membrane has descended <laughs> upon the earth. <laughs> so either... This dude experienced it in some way, or he didn't experience it and he's making it up to try to make a point. Both and of them neither suck. one of those is good. <laughs> yeah, both of them suck, but one of them he's being purposefully a uh, purposely obfuscating the truth, and the other one he's just delusional. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Pat Robertson. I wish Reagan would rise from the dead and come back. Because <laughs> I can't relate to anyone anymore. And I need, I need another zombie on the earth to talk to. <laughs> I wish Reagan would come back. All my other dead friends are boring to talk yeah. to. Oh, here we go. This is Pat Robertson. We're not going to play the whole clip. We're going to play part of it. I, uh, I wish Reagan was rise from the dead and go back. Why? He, he was a great president. <laughs> Just right there. I'm going to keep that clip. 
I got to keep That's that clip great. just right there is great. You know, I was looking up, I just curious today why Reagan was such a great president. What was the big deal? What was the, why is it that Reagan was a good president? And a couple of things that he did that I think were, uh, were kind of shitty. One of them is the war on drugs. He was the one who started that. And look at where we're at now with the war on drugs. The failed war on drugs. How many years later? 82 to, that's 36 years, 34 years, 34 years since then? 35, Yeah, but it's been an incredibly popular war on drugs up until relatively recently. Yeah. It's been, it's been so popular that people have been willing to give up tremendous civil liberty in, in service of the war on drugs. I mean, we've given up because, you know, there's 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 been all kinds of like, you know, now there's, you know, uh, property forfeiture and seizure um, is a is a huge civil liberties. I think civil liberties violation that's come about as a direct result of the war on drugs There's surveillance that's that's come about. There's all kinds of laws that have passed that only apply when something is a drug crime. Um, the, the, the war on drugs was incredibly popular. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping that we're seeing that tide begin to reverse. But yeah, man, you can lay that one right at the fucking feet of Reagan. Yeah, it's 82, man. It's right when he was in office. The biggest thing is Reagan just believed in America. It was real simple. He believed in America. He believed in foundational values. And he wasn't ashamed to enunciate them. The current president does not believe in America. He does not believe in the in the fundamental values. He's raised in a different environment entirely. And uh, his mentors have been leftists who, who, who don't really love this country. And that's where he, he grew up. You listen to that uh, pastor he had out there uh, for so many years, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, ranting against America. Well, Reagan didn't do that. No, no. but at the same time, when it's convenient, we remember that he went to a black church. Right. Yeah, well, it's convenient. He's con- he's conveniently went to that church um, when it's convenient for him to have any kind of Christian values, right? When when we can, but 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 the other half of the time, he's a fucking Muslim, according to these same people, or according to other people, he's a fucking antichrist, right? So either either he is like a Christian devil, or he's a Muslim, or he is a Christian who you know, but he's a scary Christian because he went to scary blacks college or whatever you know like yeah you know I, it they just they just they just describe whatever they want to ascribe to him they just decide like yeah obama's kind of like i was i was thinking about this a little earlier today that Ob- what obama has become for the right is the um the the blank slate of evil because he's they just they just write him in to whatever story they want to tell and he's every character and he he has every quality and he has every so he's the blank slate he's tabula rosa for for the right wing to um decide that he's he's kind of the um progenitor um of of all things left and the progenitor of all things evil and from him all this begins and it's nonsense it's it was nonsense when they first started this it's and it's 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 nonsense and it's sour grapes um and it will be nonsense and sour grapes for all of history the 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 hatred that is for obama there's plenty of reasons that you could talk about obama as somebody who's not a good president 
Like, yeah, yeah. fucking, let's have a conversation, you know? Talk about the abuses of power, talk about the NSA, talk about his willing unwillingness to back down uh, on several fronts when it comes to security issues. We'll talk about his uh, his shitty immigration policies and his deportations that happened throughout his whole presidency. Uh, there's plenty of reasons that you guys his fucking his his sort of the 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 lack of teeth that were that was in Obamacare, that it was kind of a wish wash between two different things and it didn't really work out as well as it could have. There's lots of things we can talk about. Um, but people want to fall into a cult of personality. And I find this on the left and on the right. Either they fucking, they just love him just because they want to love him, right? They just, oh, God, Obama's just fucking great. God, they just want to <laughs> right? fucking gobble his knob. Or they want to just hate everything he does no matter what. And I just don't understand. Just look at what the guy does. Tell me what he does and tell me what you don't like that he does. And I'll fucking agree or disagree based on what he, who gives a fuck who he is? Just a dude who's going to be fucking irrelevant in three years. We, I think, too, there's this inclination that we like somebody, full stop, or yeah. we don't like somebody, full stop. And, and we can't say, you know, oh, was Obama a good president? Well, I, you know, that's, a, that's kind of a stupid question to ask, honestly. You know, most, most presidents are not good or bad presidents. They are presidents. They have to make a lot of decisions, um, decisions that I don't envy them for making, to be perfectly frank. And, you know, sometimes they make really good decisions, sometimes they make really bad decisions, and that's it. I think I think it's it's pretty fucking complicated. There are some presidents that I think you can say on balance, um, you know, given hindsight particularly, but on balance, you know, they probably made more bad decisions than they made good decisions. And that's how history will judge. But when you're in the midst and when you're kind of in the thick of things, I think you got to go decision by decision. You can't do this like blanket good blanket bad that's just such an overly simplistic way to look at fucking policy well and then and then to get blamed many times for things that that you're not that just aren't even true what did he just say here he's like bro, obama is not he's saying that uh, that the current president doesn't believe in america what does that even mean that doesn't mean anything what the fuck did, he's the fucking goddamn president of yeah, the country right. What do you mean he doesn't believe in America? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's offensive, right? Because he's an American success story. If ever, you know, he is exactly the kind of story that if that if that if he were a white kid would be the symbolic American dream, right? Like, uh, you know, came from, you know, single parent, was raised without any money or privilege, made his way through, you know, and kind of up, graduated from eventually graduated from Harvard, had all these accomplishments you know, young senator, all these things, you follow the track of his career um, and it would be such a it's such a great American story because it's the bootstrap story. Sure. He's the mythical bootstrap guy. And they can't even get behind that. Somehow he's un-American. They don't even describe what it means. Un-American. He's un-American. Why? I'm un-American. OK, thanks. Awesome. Yeah, and 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 to and to raise Reagan up to say, oh well, he's the one who's he's the one who's American. We have to go back that far to th like fucking have an American president. All the rest of them weren't. You guys had fucking Bush for eight years. He wasn't American, right? He wasn't a real American, rooting, tooting, six shooting American. <laughs> So that's going to wrap it up for this short show this week. We're going to be back again 
on Monday. And uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.